Hi, this is Mary Jo Ryder. Hello. Welcome to A Moment with M and MJ. Hey, y'all. It's great to have a moment with you again. Right? Yes. We are in the middle of prayer and fasting. Yeah, we're actually just just coming around the home stretch now. Yeah. So we're in day 12 of 21, and um, it's been great. We've had a lot of testimonies. We have. We? We've just we have. had, oh man, it's been amazing. Listening to some of the things that, that has happened, uh, we had uh, friends of ours receive a major, pretty major financial blessing on the first day that yes. they were fasting and praying. Yes. They got breakthrough financially on an issue. And it's just it's just been glorious. Yes, we've had um, so. some healing testimonies Amen. as far as, yes. you know, from prayer and fasting. And uh-huh. then we've had another financial breakthrough too. So yeah. it's, oh, man. it's, um, it's, it's exciting. Really good. Yes. It's been really good. So what we wanted to do today is kind of continue along that theme. Um, and last year, maybe it was the year before, I think it might have been last year, I put together a, there was a, a book that's out of print, and I don't remember who it was by, but they were talking about different reasons to fast and pray as stated in the Bible. So I condensed some of them down and came up with a, a pretty, you know, a pretty um, thorough list of reasons from the Bible to fast and pray and the benefits of that. Okay, so we're going to go through those today. It's 15 reasons to fast and pray. We're going we're gonna to go through them point by point, and they're going to be backed up. We're going to follow them with Scripture. Okay, so we'll, we'll tell you the point, and then we'll read the Scripture. We may have some discussion about it. We may not. We may just say, oh, that was awesome. Let's go. <laughs> so anyway, without further ado, dun, dun, right. dun, numero yes. uno. Number one. Fasting and prayer is a demonstration of humility before God. Amen. Psalm thirty-five, thirteen in the Amplified. But as for me, when I when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I afflicted myself with fasting and prayed with my head bowed on my breast. In the Passion Translation, I even prayed over them when they were sick. I was burdened and bowed low with fasting and interceded for their healing, and I didn't stop praying. Amen. And we have seen we have seen healing. But yes, it does. It puts, uh, it's a demonstration of humility before God. It puts us aside. It puts our flesh aside and says, you know what, Lord, I want to hear from you. I want to receive from you. So, yes, we Uh, can do that when we have that humility. So, number two, fasting um, and prayer. All right. Fasting and prayer chastens the heart that needs to repent, bringing your heart back to the heart of God. Amen. Psalm 69, 10, and 11 in the Passion. When they see me seeking for more of you with prayer and fasting, they all just scoff and scorn at my passion. When I humble myself with sorrow over my sin, it gives them a reason to mock me even more. Isaiah 58, 9, and 10. If you take away from your midst yokes of oppression wherever you find them, the finger pointed in scorn towards the oppressed or the godly, and every form of false, harsh, and wicked speaking, and if you pour out that with which you use to sustain your own life for the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted. Then shall your light rise in the darkness and your obscurity and gloom become like the noonday. Sounds good. Amen. Number three. Fasting and prayer crucifies the appetite to focus on prayer. Amen. The story here is from Second uh, Samuel chapter 12. Uh, this is um, in relation to David fasting and praying over the child that he had with Bathsheba. 
David therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted and lay all night repeatedly on the floor. His older house servants arose in the night and went to raise him up from the floor, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. And on the seventh day the child died. David's servants feared to tell him the child was dead, for they said, While the child was yet alive, we spoke to him, and he would not listen to our voices. Will he then harm himself if we tell him the child is dead? But when David saw that his servants whispered, he perceived that the child was dead. So he said to them, Is the child dead? And they said, Yes, he is. Then David arose from the floor, washed, anointed himself, changed his apparel, and went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he came to his own house, and when asked, they set food before him, and he ate. Then his servants said to him, What is this that you have done? You fasted and wept while the child was alive, but when the child was dead, you arose and ate food. David said, While the child was alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me and let the child live? But now that he is dead, why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go with him, but he will not return to me. Crucifies the appetite to focus on prayer. And it's a choice that you make, obviously, while you're fasting. Definitely. Number four. Fasting and prayer expresses earnestness and zeal towards God at the expense of all else. Amen. At the expense of all else. Check this one out. 1 Corinthians 7, 5 in the Amplified. Do not refuse and deprive and defraud each other of your due marital rights, except perhaps by the mutual consent for a time, so that you may devote yourselves unhindered to prayer and fasting. That's uh, in the King James Version. But afterwards, resume normal marital relations, lest Satan tempt you to sin through your lack of restraint of sexual desire. Okay, so that's consensual. It's consensual. Uh, Job 23.12. In the Amplified, I have not gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed and treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. And that's pretty powerful, that that scripture right there. I think you know you're really doing a good job on your fast when that's where you're at. You're like, I don't care if I eat or not. I ain't even thinking about food. Body, shut up. I am seeking the Lord. Yeah, it's your so, priority and your strong desire amen. to hear what he has to say and just be in his presence. Mm-hmm. Good. 15 reasons to fast and pray. Number five. Fasting and prayer is a source of complete freedom from all bondage. Isaiah 58, 6. Rather, is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every enslaving yoke? If you're burdened with something, if you're bound with something, take some time to fast and pray. Yeah, it gives you a, you know, you have scripture that you can use to say that I'm believing to be set free from this bondage. Amen. And, um, yes, you know, yeah, like I say, you have a word to stand on. Totally do. Number six. Fasting and prayer will cause a wave of giving to meet the needs of others. Okay. Now this one, you look at, you can look at it from two different, uh, from two different standpoints. I'm going to look at it for this number six point. Number six will be through the physical realm. Isaiah 58, seven. Is it not to divide your bread to the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked that you clothe him and that you hide not yourself from the needs of your own household? Okay, so think of it, think about that in the physical realm. Go out and be a blessing to somebody. Your grocery bill is going down. Right. Because you're not eating as much. Right. I mean, that should be what's happening. You shouldn't <laughs> be making up for everything. You know, like Mike and I are doing 12 to 12. Uh-huh. Or like 
should say 12 hours. So we're doing six o'clock in the morning. We eat before six. Yes. And then we eat after six o'clock in mm-hmm. the evening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just a priority that you don't like <laughs> overeat in the morning and you don't yeah. overeat. You in don't the make evening. up for your midday meal, right. half of it at breakfast and then the other half at supper. Yeah. Kind of, you know, it kind of um, defeats the purpose a little bit because you're still, you know, you're still feeding the flesh. If you're like, oh, I got to make up for it, then you're you're on a diet and you might as well just stop if that <laughs> becomes the focus you know right so and you think about that if your grocery bill is going down why not just go and give to others who are in need right you know we're actually gonna um it's biblical it's bible so we're actually have a plan to take a meal to some friends and i think mm-hmm. that's exciting and i think it would be yes. something that just ask the lord who he would have you to bless amen during this time That's good stuff. Number seven. Fasting and prayer is a platform to see revival and the salvation of loved ones. Okay, looking at Isaiah 58, 7 through the spiritual realm. Is it not to divide your bread to the hungry and to bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked that you clothe them and that you hide not yourself from the needs of your own flesh, uh, your own household? Think about, is it not to divide your bread to the hungry? And Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And... When we bring his good news to people, we are sharing that bread of life with them. Mm -hmm. Okay. So go out and minister to people during your time of prayer and fasting. Find somebody, it's not hard, who needs ministry and love on them. Share with them the goodness of God and watch and see things change in people's lives. Amen. That's good. That's good. Number eight. Fasting and prayer will accelerate healing. Isaiah 58, 8, the first half of that verse, Then shall your light break forth like the morning, and your healing, your restoration, and the power of a new life shall spring forth speedily. And that's from the Amplified Bible. And Amen. we always like speedy healing. So yeah. that's a <laughs> Speedy healing is good. That's a good result. Amen. Number nine. Fasting and prayer is a platform for expedited answered prayer. Uh, Isaiah chapter 58, 9, in the Amplified. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. You know, I think the Lord will say, Here I am, no matter what. But here's the thing. When you are seeking him diligently, then you become more sensitive to his leading. Mm -hmm. You become more sensitive to his voice. Yeah, you're going to probably hear that response a little bit clearer. Right. You won't, you know, it's, it's good th- to drop some of the distractions. Oh yes. So when you're praying and fasting to, to do that and just spend that time of prayer and spend that time of, of being in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. 15 reasons to fast and pray. Reason number 10. Fasting and prayer is a platform for revelation from God. It prepares our spirit to receive from him. Scripture, Daniel chapter 9, verses 2 and 3, 21 and 22. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the books the number of years which, according to the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet, must pass by before the desolations which had been pronounced on Jerusalem should end, and it was 70 years. And I set my face to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and supplications with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer... The man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the former vision, being caused to fly swiftly, came near to me and touched me about the time of the evening sacrifice. 
He instructed me and made me understand. He talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I am now come forth to give you skill and wisdom and understanding. Boom. So call upon, you know, while you're fasting, call upon that, that you can get an increased wisdom and understanding for situations that you're in. Amen. 11. Fasting and prayer is a platform to receive supernatural provision and divine direction. So those kind of go together a little bit. They do. Isaiah 58, 11 in the Amplified, And the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy you in drought and in dry places and make strong your bones, and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. Supernatural provision, divine direction, and health. Yeah. Amen. Wow. Twelve. Fasting and prayer is a platform to possess the glorious future God has for you. Isaiah 58. Verses 10 through 12, Amplified. And if you pour out that with which you use to sustain your own life for the hungry and satisfy the needs of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your obscurity and gloom become like the noonday. And the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy you in drought and in dry places and make strong your bones and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of buildings that have laid waste for many generations. You shall be called repairer of the breach, restorer of streets to dwell in. Yeah, God is helping you get get to where he has planned for you to go. Amen. 13. Fasting and prayer is a platform for divine restoration, both personally and as a nation. I think this is what you wanted to share out of you, what you got too here on this point. But I'll go ahead and read the scripture and then we'll have you share that. Sure. Joel chapter 2, verses 15 through 26 and the Amplified. Blow the trumpet in Zion, set apart a fast, a day of restraint and humility. Call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elderly, gather the children and nursing infants, let the bridegroom who is legally exempt from attending go forth from his chamber and the bride out of her closet. None are exempt from the humiliation. And this does not mean like humiliation, like, oh, you're so bad and rotten or all that kind of thing. It means a humbling, okay? Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, Have pity and spare your people, O Lord, and give not your heritage to reproach, that the heathen nations should rule over them or use a byword against them. Why should they say among their peoples, Where is their God? Then was the Lord jealous for his land and had pity among his people. Yes, the Lord answered to his people, Behold, I am sending you grain and juice of the grape, and oil, and you shall be satisfied with them, and I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen nations. But I will remove far off from you the northern destroyer's army and will drive it into a land barren and desolate with its front towards the eastern Dead Sea and with its rear towards the western Mediterranean Sea, and its stench shall come up like a decaying mass of locusts, a symbol and forecast of the fate of the northern army and the final day of the Lord. And its foul odor shall come up, because he has done great things. The Lord will have destroyed the invaders. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Be not afraid, you wild beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness have sprung up and are green. The tree bears its fruit, and the fig tree and the vine yield their full strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he gives you the former or early rain 
in just measure and in righteousness, and he causes to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain as before. And the threshing floors shall be full of grain, and the vats shall overflow with the juice of the grape and oil. And I will restore or replace for you the years that the locust has eaten, the hopping locust, the stripping locust, and the crawling locust, my great army which I send among you. And you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 12, And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of buildings that have laid waste for many generations, and you shall be called repairer of the breach, restorer of paths to dwell in. So we focus on praying for the nation while yeah. we are fasting yes, during those do. 21 days. And mm-hmm. scripture, you know, this is scripture that we stand on, that God is going to remove those enemies that are coming mm-hmm. against him, coming against his church and coming against us as people. Yeah. So the other day um, on the 12th, actually, there's just kind of one line of, of what I believe the Lord said is that he will direct that I will direct my people out of Baal and into the promised land. Amen. So that came during this fasting time. And so we're seeing that as an answer right now that God is going to, help us in this situation and that things will be turning around. Mm -hmm. Indeed. 15 reasons to fast and pray. Number 14. Fasting and prayer is a platform which will increase the demonstration of the anointing and power of God in your life. Amen. Isaiah 58, 8, the second half in the Amplified. Your righteousness, your rightness, your justice, and your right relationship with God shall go before you, conducting you to peace and prosperity, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 through 21 in the Passion Translation. They came to where a large crowd had gathered to wait for Jesus. A man came and knelt before him and said, Lord, please show your tender mercy towards my son. He has a demon who afflicts him. He has epilepsy and suffers horribly from seizures. He often falls into the cooking fire or into the river. I brought him to your followers, but they weren't able to heal him. Jesus replied, where is your faith? Can't you see how wayward and wrong this generation is? How much longer do I stay with you and put up with your doubts? Bring your son to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the little boy was instantly healed. Later, the disciples came to him privately and asked him, why couldn't we cast out the demon? He told him, it was because of your lack of faith. I promise you, if you have faith inside you, no bigger than the size of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move away from here and go over there, and you will see it move. There's nothing you couldn't do. But this kind of demon is only cast out through prayer and fasting. Mark chapter 9, verses 17 through 29 in the Passion Translation. A man spoke up out of the crowd. Teacher, he said, I have a son possessed by a demon that makes him mute. I brought him here to you, Jesus. Whenever the demon takes control of him, it knocks him down, and he foams at the mouth and gnashes his teeth, and his body becomes stiff as a board. I brought him to your disciples, hoping they could deliver him, but they were not strong enough. Jesus said to the crowd, Why are you such faithless people? How much longer must I remain with you and put up with your unbelief? Now bring the boy to me. So they brought him to Jesus. As soon as the demon saw him, it threw the boy into convulsions. He fell to the ground, rolling around and foaming at the mouth. Jesus turned to the father and asked, How long has your son been tormented like this? 
Since childhood, he replied, it tries over and over to kill him by throwing him into the fire or water. But please, if you are able to do something, anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, what do you mean if? If you are able to believe, all things are possible to the believer. When he heard this, the boy's father cried out with tears, saying, I do believe, Lord. Help my little faith. Now when Jesus saw that the crowd was quickly growing larger, he commanded the demon, saying, Deaf and mute spirit, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. The demon shrieked and threw the boy into terrible seizures and finally came out of him. As the boy lay there looking like a corpse, everyone thought he was dead. But Jesus stooped down, gently took his hand, and raised him up to his feet. And he stood there completely set free. Afterwards, when Jesus arrived at the house, his disciples asked him in private, Why couldn't we cast out the demon? He answered them, This type of powerful spirit can only be cast out by fasting and prayer. So we are believing that, and believe that we're receiving, an increase in what we are going to see for signs, wonders, and miracles, that there's people that will have a demonic presence that needs to go, and we will be confident in our assurance from God that it can, it will go, mm-hmm. and that we can, we can do it. Yeah, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. For forty days he ate nothing and he drank nothing. Okay, so it was a forty day led by the Spirit of God fast. So there was another point, another very valid point dealing with fasting and prayer. Let the Spirit of God lead you on how long to fast. And what, what um, model, excuse me, to use in your fasting? Are you doing nothing, like just liquids for X amount of time? Are you doing like what we're doing, the 12-hour model, uh, for a certain amount of time? And then let that period of time be dictated by, um, the, the, by the Lord. Okay, and allow him to speak to you and, and direct you in that. That's so. good. Yeah, that's really good advice. Mm-hmm. And then depending on what you do, I know that we put this out on our other podcast, but if you do an extended fast and you're fasting with water or um, the broth even, just be real wise when you come off of that fast. Mm-hmm. So get good information before you go that route and, and um, be led by the Spirit of God. All right, here we go, last but not least. Fasting and prayer is a platform to launch you into the specific calling God has placed on your life. Amen. Acts chapter 13, verses 1 through 4, and I'm going to read these in uh, the Amplified and in the Passion. Now in the church assembly at Antioch, there were prophets, inspired interpreters of the will and purposes of God, and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, or Black, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, a member of the court of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Separate now for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they put their hands on them and sent them away. So then, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from that port they sailed away to Cyprus. In the Passion Translation, it reads this. In the church at Antioch, there were a number of prophets and teachers of the word, including Barnabas, Simeon from Niger, Lucius the Libyan, Menean, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. 
While they were worshiping as priests before the Lord with prayer and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, I have called Barnabas and Saul to do an important work for me. Now, release them to go and fulfill it. So after they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So Saul and Barnabas and their assistant, John Mark, were directed by the Holy Spirit to go to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So it puts you in a position of hearing God to release somebody into the ministry. Yes. And that's exciting because... It, yeah, in the we, specific calling that they have on their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amen. we have... Basically, everybody has something that God has called you to do. So there's just a lot of different avenues that you can utilize that calling, and that's yeah. going to be from God. Right. So you want to know what God's called you to do? Get into some fasting and prayer. Yes, indeed. That's good. So hallelujah. There you go. 15 reasons to fast and pray from the Bible. And we hope this has helped you. If you got any questions, please. Please feel. <laughs> Sometimes my tongue gets ahead of my mouth. Uh, <laughs> please feel free to let us know, and we will be more than happy to get with you and discuss further. Yes, yes. Have Amen. a great day. Enjoy your time of prayer and fasting. Amen. We're enjoying ours. I mean, it's it's been good. We've had some good times. So anyway, bless you all, and we will talk to you next time around. Thank you.